This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 21. Follow your passion is crappy advice by Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalists.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. Hey, hey, happy new year. This is the first day of 2016 or 2016. You know, for some reason, I have trouble saying the year as 20 instead of 2000. Don't know what the deal is with that. But anyway, I hope you're enjoying the holiday. Have you figured out what your resolutions and your goals are going to be? And if so, have you been listening to this podcast and has it helped you make your New Year's resolutions that much more likely to be achieved? Or did it convince you to not have New Year's resolutions at all? I think mine are all about building this podcast. I definitely want to make this a year where I can keep doing this for you sustainably. And on that note, I think I'll sponsor myself again today and mention that you can become a patron of the show at oldpodcast.com, which will help me stick with this because this project is losing right around $300 a month. So I'm not sure how long I can keep that up, but I want to as long as possible. So if you're in a position to contribute, I will be forever grateful and you can do that at oldpodcast.com. But back to those resolutions, some of you may be thinking that your goal or resolution for this new year is to follow your passion. Well, then you should probably keep listening because according to the minimalists, that's crappy advice. And you'll see what I mean in this quick episode, which is actually an interview style post between Joshua and a man he's about to introduce. So, well, actually I'm gonna introduce him, but you know, same thing. So let's see what that's all about and start optimizing your life. Follow Your Passion is Crazy Advice by Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalist.com. Are you passionate about your life, your job, your hobbies? What are you passionate about? How do you incorporate those passions into your life? These are important questions, questions closely linked to your happiness and contentment and personal growth. I'm a big proponent of doing what you're passionate about or following your passion as it were. So much so that Ryan and I dedicated an entire chapter in our book, Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life, to finding and pursuing your passions. Unfortunately, these days there are many passion misers running around the internet promulgating an irresponsible view of following your passion. While these people are often filled with good intentions, the end result of their advice of dropping everything to merely follow your passion can prove to be disastrous. This summer, Ryan and I were fortunate enough to spend a few hours in a tiny classroom with our friend, Cal Newport, where we discussed life, habits, discipline, and why follow your passion is bullshit advice. Cal Newport, PhD, a 30-year-old assistant professor of computer science at Georgetown University, is interested in why some people lead successful, enjoyable, meaningful lives while so many others do not. Being a self-proclaimed geek, he's one of the coolest guys I know, Cal is not satisfied with simplistic slogans, e.g. follow your passion, or conventional wisdom, e.g. success requires stress. Instead, he dives deeper, looking to decode underlying patterns of success in all their nuanced glory. I've always respected Cal for his contrarian viewpoints. His popular website, Study Hacks, is one of only a handful of blogs to which I subscribe. Over the last two years, Cal has helped me shift my perspective on several key areas of my life including the oversimplification of mantras like follow your passion. In celebration of his new book, So Good They Can't Ignore You, 
I asked Cal the following questions. Questions with Cal Newport. Joshua, the advice often regurgitated throughout the internet is simply, you should follow your passion. Why does this sound so appealing? Why is this bad advice? Cal, it's appealing because it's both simple and daring. It tells you that you have a calling, and if you can discover it and muster the courage to follow it, your working life will be fantastic. A big, bold move that changes everything. This is a powerful storyline. The problem is that we don't have much evidence that this is how passion works. Follow your passion assumes A, you have pre-existing passion, and B, if you match this passion to your job, then you'll enjoy that job. When I studied the issue, it was more complex. Most people don't have pre-existing passions. And research on workplace satisfaction tells that people like their jobs for more nuanced reasons than simply they match some innate interests. Joshua, you advocate cultivating your passion instead of following your passion. What are the key differences? Cal, follow implies that you discover the passion in advance, then go match it to a job, at which point you're done. Cultivate implies that you work toward building passion for your job. This is a longer process, but it's way more likely to pay dividends. It requires you to approach your life like a craftsman, honing your ability and then leveraging your value, once good, to shape your working life toward the type of lifestyle that resonates with you. Joshua, in your research, what were some of the most common misconceptions you discovered about following your passion? Cal, the biggest issue I ran into is semantic. When I say, don't follow your passion, some people get upset because they think I am saying, don't follow the goal of being passionate about your work. But I'm not saying this. Passion is great. I just don't see a lot of evidence that passion is something existing naturally waiting to be discovered. It takes hard work and planning to develop. Joshua, in a recent speech, he told people to, quote, do as Steve Jobs did, not as he said. I thought this was great advice. Can you expand on it? Cal, Steve Jobs, in his famous Stanford commencement address, told the students, and I'm paraphrasing here, you've got to find what you love, don't settle. If you read the press and social media that surrounded the event, it's clear that many people interpreted this as him saying, follow your passion. If you go back into the details of his biography, however, you discover this is not what he did. He stumbled into Apple Computer. It was a scheme to make a quick $1,000 at a time when he was passionate mainly about Eastern mysticism. But Jobs was open to opportunity. When he sensed that his scheme was bigger than he imagined, he pivoted and poured a lot of energy into building a company around selling computers. He cultivated passion. He didn't follow it. Joshua. Oftentimes, people get excited, i.e. passionate, about an idea, but they quickly lose steam and soon lose their drive to see their idea through. Why does this happen? How can we rectify this problem? Cal. An issue here is that we rarely talk about what true passion feels like. The sensation of excitement about a particular idea is often a different sensation than the type of deep passion that drives people into a fulfilling career. Excitement comes and goes. True passion arises after you put in the long hours to really become a craftsman in your field and can then leverage this value to really have an impact, to gain autonomy and respect, to control your occupational destiny. Joshua, if someone is lost and she doesn't know what her passion is, what first step do you recommend to get her on the right track towards cultivating her passion? Cal, here's the key. There is no special passion waiting for you to discover. Passion is something that is cultivated. It can be cultivated in many, many different fields. 
Therefore, it doesn't make sense to say, I don't know what my passion is. What does make sense is to say, I haven't yet cultivated a passion. I should really focus down on a small number of things and start this process. You just listened to the post titled, Follow Your Passion is Crappy Advice by Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalists.com. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids 6 to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the Go Henry app. And with their Go Henry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with Go Henry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month unless canceled. I think one of the big takeaways there is that we shouldn't confuse passion with excitement and that passion actually comes after spending a ton of time with a craft or playing the long game, as they say. It's definitely applicable to me with this podcast. It's something that started out as, and I even called it a passion project, but as I'm now in episode 21 and I see how much work is involved, the dynamics change. I still get excited when people write to me or tell me that they listen to every single episode, you know who you are, but the passion and drive back when this was just an idea was a different thing. For me now, it's really about sticking with it, honing the craft, improving upon it, learning more about it, and cultivating it, as Cal said. And on that note, like I mentioned earlier, this, quote, passion project of mine does lose a couple hundred dollars every month. So if you're able to contribute, become a patron of the show, even if each listener contributed 25 cents an episode, this would be a lot more sustainable. So every little bit counts and helps make this happen. And you can become a patron at oldpodcast.com and you'll definitely hear from me personally if you do. Once again, that's oldpodcast.com. And I hope you have a great New Year's Day. Pick those resolutions wisely and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.